Welcome to Waking Up with Melissa, a podcast that takes a deep dive into personal development, spirituality, and how to grow your online business. I'm your host, Melissa Ruiz, a spiritual and mindset business coach for all conscious healers out there. Stay tuned every week while I share insight on how to balance your business and also stay in alignment with your higher self. I truly feel that we all uniquely possess all the things we are seeking if we simply allow ourselves to surrender, to be present, and to take action in our lives. Welcome back to another episode of Waking Up with Melissa. I am super excited for my next guest, Rachel. I've known her from back in the days when I was a TV producer. So, so excited to see myself, yourself also full circle in this space. So without further ado, Rachel, go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are, what your expertise is, and girl, just give, give, me, give my listeners the goods on who you are. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. Like she said, we go way back, like flats and Cadillacs. So I'm Rachel G. Woodson. I am a relationship expert, a life coach, a mentor. To sum it all up, I help people heal to love again through private coaching, group coaching, family coaching, virtual coaching. I am just always on the phone Monday through Friday, either interviewing or dealing with clients. Um, I see approximately 20 clients Tuesday through Thursday, Monday um, back to back, and they're all international. So I'm really excited to be able to dig in on today and kind of have a chat with you today on Melissa. Thank you again for having me. Oh my God. Thank you so much. So I'm going to just go right in because you already introduced your amazing business um, and all the people that you service. How do you balance that out? Like, tell me a little bit about like, how do you actually run the business and your household? Because girl, I can tell you for me, it's been, I, I, I was on the struggle boss for a little bit in the beginning. It, it really, I couldn't find the balance. It was either all work and no play or no play and all work. So Tell me what's your best advice? What are some of your tips and what do you do? Oh, goodness. Listen, um, I had to do a lot trial and error, actually. You know, newly married. I'll be married in a year in December. Merged a family. So I'm used to before then just going and doing things. Me and, um, of course, my, my two boys and now it's just a family. Like now there was the flood that just happened. Um, and so all the kids are home right now. They're not in school. So it's easy to merge and easy to do things when nobody's here. But when everybody's here, it's a lot because there's text messages going out saying, hey, I need you guys to be quiet. I'm in an interview. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And, and so the advice that I would give anybody that um, have the life like I have, I even have a podcast that talks about this life, the CEO housewife, how we juggle every day at home and also business is planning. Planning communication, and also not putting so much on your plate. Um, because I had to actually take off on Mondays because I was working every day of the week and I didn't have a break. It got so bad to where I was seeing clients putting them on mute trying to use the restroom because all of my clients were back to back. So I had to find a balance and realize that, you know, you can't be superwoman and try to help everybody all at one time. You have to actually have some organization and some structure and be able to see what else you can offer other people, which has made me step outside of my box, has made me step 
into faith in order to launch other things that I will be launching because now I've reached a point to where I'm maxed out on being able to see people. And that's all I've ever wanted to do was to see people. And so now I have to really learn other ways and educate myself in other ways to be able to be here for people all over the world. Wow. What a blessing. Like, listen, this is a good problem to have. Like I can't physically see any more people because that's how much people are booking you. That's so beautiful. But you touch on one thing that I really want to get more clarity on because this was the place where I was at, where it was trying to find the wellness and the balance. And what does that actually mean and look like? For me, I know it was like the yoga and the meditation and actually like doubling up on the yoga and the meditation when I needed it. So what are some of the things that you do to bring balance into your life? Um, I've learned how to move away from my phone. Um, my balance, you know, being a social media influencer is like, you always have to be on your phone because of my followers and to keep myself relevant. And, and sometimes it can be a misinterpretation because, you know, I'm on my phone for business during the day. And then, you know, where my family, they're on their phone after work, after I'm done with my day and everybody's chilling. And it's kind of like one of those things to where it's a catch 22 because I want to be on my phone too, whether it's scrolling on social media, whether it's, you know, playing spades or solitaire on my phone, but it then it comes into a misunderstanding of I'm always on my phone. Technically, yes, I'm always on my phone, but some of it's business and some of it's pleasure. So I had to find the balance of making myself available for family, making myself available for me, knowing my silent times and not being accessible to everyone at any time, actually taking time because we already have our mind going 10 million different ways. And then we try to stop what we're doing to give other people time. But in all reality, we are still on entrepreneurship time because we're still thinking. And so I had to learn how to turn off my thinking cap and just be able to be me, be the wife, be the mom, be who I needed to be in my own skin. And that took some while that, you know, still taking some adjustments um, because now, like I said, I'm going to start a new project and it takes more of my time and I'm on grind mode. But in, com- in communication, being able to communicate with everybody to let them know, hey, this is what's about to happen. So there'll be an understanding. Yeah, thank you so much. I was just here like, yes, yes, yes. And I, I just, I want to commend you and applaud you for your honesty because we need more of that. Like we really need more CEOs like yourself and everyone else that's stepping up to the plate that is telling people like, yeah, we're creating brands. Um, but there's a lot of hard work that comes along with it, right? Like people see us online 24 seven. And I guess the question was, and the comment is, How do you really balance like being away from your phone and your actual family life? Because I found that really challenging because it's crazy when I say I'm on the phone, I'm like, you know, creating content or talking to a potential person that's going to jump into a program. But my honey is like, "Uh uh-uh, turn it off. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I want to help this person. So thank you so much for just like, hitting that nail right on the head that it's always a struggle between what our family wants, what the business wants and, and what the hell do we want? Right. Uh Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's kind of it's it's always something that I'm always really struggling with. Uh, let's talk about family life and what does that actually look like for you? How busy is it in your house in general? And how do you manage <laughs> to have everybody in one household? And from what I know, which I girl, I give you so much props. You work in your home as well. Tell me how do you do that? How how can you give our listeners some advice on how to create that balance within the same household? Well, first of all, I think that you have to believe in your brand. It can't be something you're just doing just because you feel like it. It has to be something you breathe. It has to be something you own. And when I say own, it doesn't mean with the LLC or the DBA or the trademark. It means it's you, your life. You, you breathe it um, because your family needs to be able to see you consistently being your CEO or being taking on leadership in your brand or whatever you are doing. Once they see that, they know that, okay, this is something they're serious about. So we can't just lollygag or just, just throw ourselves in the middle of it. We have to be able to honor and respect you know exactly what they're doing in my house uh, for as for as people there's myself my husband we have a 16 15 14 13 year old and there's always some extras that come along with it um, for an example like today we have my nephew um, the 16 15 14 13 year old and the 13 year old has company um, like I said we are in the middle of school being out because of the flood and the tropical depression that took place. And so I have a house full. But the greatest thing is, generally the dogs are in the house as well. I have four dogs, one Yorkie, uh, three, three puppies. But now the, the puppies are actually in the garage while their kennel is being built. So it's a little bit more quiet in here because the dogs are out. Um, but in the juggling of that, I am stuck in the room a lot. Sometimes I go outside. Sometimes I need a different scenery. So I'll take a ride while I'm talking to clients. But for the most part, I had to learn how to put a stamp on my time. Make whatever day, like Wednesdays are my long days. I work 12 hours Wednesday with seeing clients. So my family know that nine times out of 10, they may see me. Um, for an hour that I'm giving time, but for the most part, I am on the phone and I am talking. They can kind of notice when I'm on the phone because I've learned to get an earpiece. So when I have my earpieces around my neck or in my ear, that means I'm working. When I don't, that means, you know, we can talk. Sometimes they do the whole thing of the air conversation of asking me, am I on my phone? So before they actually do something, for example, real quick, I did a, I did one of my podcast interviews I record on Mondays. I did one of those earlier today. I told them after that in an hour, I had a webinar, a relationship webinar I had to do. So in between that, when they seen me, the first thing they asked me was, are you off? phone I told them yes they all start jumping around and screaming trying to get their energy out so it's it's fun it's a juggle it's fun and it's a juggle but for the most part they're here mainly in the summertime when it comes throughout the day it's just me so it's not that bad with it just being me I try to get as much done as I possibly can because three o'clock comes fast in the yeah. work world and then everybody's home and I'm having to juggle around it 
Yeah, I just like so pictured the kids jumping around and giving you the air quotes and the signs because honestly, my fiance does the same thing. Like, I think she walks in and she's like, what's happening? Like, are you working, not working? Like, she's very confused. I think I'm almost going to like create like a studio light. Like when it's on, it's like I'm talking (laughs) because it's so it's so hard to balance. But what I wanted to ask you was a little backstory on how did, what was the evolution of Rachel? Like, how did you become this sensational relationship coach? And tell me a little bit about your backstory and, and how you landed here in this space. I tell people all the time that um, I didn't choose this space. This space chose me. Yeah. Um, and I try to look back and see, okay, well, what would you have been? A lot of times we don't really know what our purpose is but you know the creator god he knows what it is and we just have to walk in stride and we just have to actually walk in it um after my first marriage i started dealing with kids i was in a lazy on for at risk um community and actual program and i was also a grant writer so i dealt with at risk kids and i did grant writing and i was the executive director over that program well i found myself having to go to school meetings having to meet with parents because parents and teachers weren't being able to talk to one another. So from there, I started noticing that these kids were nothing like their parents. And so I decided, well, maybe I should try to help the parents parent better because if you're dealing with at-risk kids, you know, I've been a child that's done a few things. Maybe there's a few pointers that I can give them to teach them, you know, to see where the child's coming from. Well, out of that, um, people started asking me about advice and relationships and things. And I started answering it and they started telling people, you know, I, I talked to, you know, this girl named Rachel and she told me, you know, what to do. And I did it. And now all of a sudden this is working or that is working. So one person told somebody else and hundred people later and thousands of people later, I said, let me go ahead and educate myself on this. Let me go to school. Let me see exactly. Let me just really do an itinerary. Let me dig deeper. And so that's what I began to do. And in digging deeper and prayer and fasting and just really trying to get a whole gist of this, this career that fell on my lap that I knew nothing about you know, and I felt like I wasn't even successful at it because I'm going through a divorce. So I'm like, how in the world could people get anything from me? I went through all those phases, but I had to understand and realize that people were actually getting helped. And so I started really doing this before you know it, it became a career full time. And it has been a blessing to myself. I think more than it's been a blessing to people. I know. And it's so true. I always say that the more you help people and the more you come from the heart space, the more enriching it really is for you. I mean, it's so beautiful to see our clients transform in general. I get to see that when somebody walks into my yoga studio and they leave and they have tears in their eyes and you just know the person that you help and you know that they're on the right path. But man, does it give you so much joy to it's just so filling it's just really so filling and that's actually my next point and it's really about purpose and it's really about self-development quickly interrupting this podcast to announce that finally the doors are open to unleash and unveil into harmony my six-week coaching program enrollment is open guys go to at tv yogi click the link on the bio and apply now if you are someone who is struggling with stress uncertainty not trusting yourself this program is for you after the six weeks you are going to be able to navigate what 
whatever situation you're in. So I'm specifically looking for people who are in transition. If you're in transition in love, in life, you're trying to find purpose in career, this program is for you. If you are somebody who wants to fully take control over your stress and anxiety, and trust me, I've been there, this program is for you. If you want a kick-ass routine that you're going to show up for and love every single day, do you know how important this is to have a morning routine? This is for you. But guys, we only have two spots left. So if this is something that is resonating with you, if you are this person, if you feel that you need this guidance, you need the extra kick in your butt and the accountability, go now. Go to at TV Yogi, T-V-Y-O-G-I, click the link on the bio, apply for this. Get a call for me and let's take it from there. I would love to see you in this program. After the six weeks, I wanna see your transformation. I wanna see you go from point A to point B. All right, guys, this is it. Now back to the episode. And thank you so much for sharing about going through a divorce because I too went through something like that. And you know what? I truly feel that that's what makes you the expert. That's what makes you uh-huh. in your niches is that you can level with somebody and say like, I've been where you've been. I've felt what you felt and let's hear the tools that helped me. So the question really is how much did you have to up level and how much do you have to self-develop to become this version of yourself? Um, it, it dealt with a lot of isolation. Um, it, it dealt with a lot of confidence. Uh, I had to, I worked on myself and and dealt with myself for a very long time, for a few years. Um, I did minimum, bare minimum things. And it kind of made me an introvert, really, to be honest, because I wanted to focus more on helping somebody from a a pure place and not just a place of, okay, well, you know, let's get the PayPal connected and let's get, let me get paid. Um, I, I wanted to get paid the priceless way to where people were really and truly lives were being transpired and changed. And the first step was I had to change mine. I had to change my thinking. I had to heal. I had to deal with my skeletons in my closet. Um, Cause I didn't want to transfer different spirits off on people and make people feel like I was one way, but I wasn't, you know, an Instagram way, but I wasn't the person in real life. Um, that was extremely important to me. And people, when you work with them, they're able to see it one-on-one. Um, my, my clients love me because they say I don't sugarcoat and I'm very transparent. And I wouldn't have been able to be transparent if I wasn't transparent with myself. So my main thing was to get me together. And once I got me together, and I'm still, you know, it's a work in progress. Oh, I yeah. never want to feel like I'm together um, in every step of my life, I want to level up. And as I level up, I want to rediscover something about me. Um, so as I rediscover things about me, it turns into programs for clients. And I noticed that the same thing that I'm dealing with and have dealt with and I've came out of and I've conquered, that's the exact same thing the people that are coming to me needs help conquering. So I just feel like nothing happens for a reason, but I was chosen to give lessons to help other people. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. 
Oh, I just love you. I just literally got so much goosebumps listening to you. And it just like reminded me of how much I have truly built this connection with you from way back when, when we were potentially going to pitch you as your own TV show. And I know that um, this is potentially also in the cards for you, but that the healing equals the purpose, right? That as we heal and as we continue to unearth and uncover all of our stuff, you see a lot of people always ask me like, Melissa, how do you find purpose? But it's just what you said. You don't find purpose. It finds you while you heal. And while you become this version of yourself, it just happens. It literally just happens. So I want to talk about this next thing and you kind of touched about it a little bit and it's about spirituality, right? So a lot of my listeners love to learn how to potentially make money and they love the business tips, but they also want that balance between spirit and their higher self and consciousness and creating a soulful business. So let's talk about yours, right? Because it seems like you've merged the two, right? It seems like a lot of your spiritual self is in your business. And that's the question. Um, is that true or not? And if you can tell me a little bit more about how you got there. Yes. Um, I grew up in, in church, you know, so it's always been Christianity, but it's never been the type to bump it on somebody's head. It's never been the type to, you know, just push it to where a person's more afraid or leery of it, but it's just being your true self and letting the light shine so that people may be able to see, okay, well, you know what? You know, she has good energy. She has a good spirit. I can see God in her. I can see happiness in her. I can see a glow within her. Um, so one of the, I, when I have sessions with clients, you know, they all know from following me that what I believe in and, and, and what I speak of and what I talk about, I have, you know, some clients who will call and just ask for prayer, you know, some client, some clients who wants to learn how to do other things in spirituality for us fasting. And because that's one of the main things I did while I was preparing myself for, a husband. I prayed and I fast and I worked on me and the combination of all things helped me. So I am a big believer of taking time to study, taking time to meditate, taking time to pray, taking time to fast. And it's a part of my job. It's a part of, you know, my clients, they all come to me. Not all clients that I have are Christians. I've dealt with all types of religions and all types of spiritual thoughts. Um, and it's never been disrespectful. It's always been enlightened on all ends. I think that when we have an open mind, when we have an open mind to talk to everybody instead of saying, okay, well, I'm not going to talk to you, people will get something from you that they never had the opportunity to experience, you know, and you may not be the person that changes them, but you are, you can be a seed planter. I can be a seed planter. You could be the water. You could, you know, you can water and nurture them, Melissa, or you can be the seed and I can water and nurture them. It's all just the process and the season of everybody's life. Um, so everybody knows because of following me on social media, uh, that I believe in God. You know, I believe in Jesus and that's something that a lot of them, you know, they have questions about or they tell me I came to you because not only are you real, but you also know God. So I'm not getting somebody that's giving me, you know, just biblical verses on how to make my marriage better, but they're also talking to me in layman's real term to be able to help my real, my real problem. 
Yeah, I think that's so important too. The fact that you allow people to get to know the real you, I believe is something that I teach inside of my, my business courses is really in that soul messaging and really allowing people to get to know you fully and deeply allows them to have more of a connection with you. And I believe is a great way in order for that person to transform because I don't know that somebody will be so dedicated to somebody if they don't feel like, okay, this person has walked in my shoes or they, they, you know, believe in what I believe in. And thank you so much for sharing about your belief systems, because, you know, it's something that we talk about a lot on this podcast about spirit and God and universe and all the different love languages that all of us uh, speak to God in, but it's all leading to the same thing, right? It's all, you know, when I hear you talk about Christianity and my sister is really Christian as well. And I hear Yogi talk about spirit and connection and source and divine and divinity and universe. It all is really based on love and really serving from that place of purpose and connection. So thank you so much for adding on that beautiful touch. Uh, my question for you is actually one that I just got this week. And um, I got this person... I jumped on a one-on-one -on -one call with somebody and they, they said to me, Melissa, I want to create this soulful business, but I don't want to attach my personal story to my brand. And, you know, I gave them my thoughts and my feedback. And before I tell you what I told them, I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback since you've done this, right? Since you've created and self-developed and have walked this path of now becoming a CEO, you have your own podcast and your own business. Do you think that's possible? Well, I, um, too, have clients that come to me with that same question. And, I mean, if you're going to start a nail bar, if you're going to do hair, if you're, you know, if you're going to do something on business that deals with the materialistic side, um, then you can easily go buy you some bundles and sell them, you know, do nails or clothes <laughs> or boutique yeah. or whatever. But when you are in the business of helping people, I, I said something back in 2012 and it stuck with me and it's been a part of a lot of my seminars and a lot of things that I say, you can't transition, help anybody transition if you can't translate. Um, and what I mean by that is if I'm trying to help you be a better person, then how can I help you be that person without being, without transitioning you and translating? And it's like, um, me trying to teach somebody yoga. I don't know. I know dog paddling, but I don't know the actual, uh, I don't know the, I don't know the actual terminology. I don't know the actual, you know, positions. Right. I, I don't know how to stretch. I can't bend. So, but I want to tell you how to do yoga. And so I'm trying to just think about in the air. And if you're listening, think about this. What does my clientele look like? As somebody who doesn't know yoga, who can't instruct a yoga class, but I want to tell everybody else to do it. That's what that looks like whenever you want to tell somebody how to be a better person, but you don't want to be transparent. You don't want to. And it doesn't mean, because this is the problem that I find a lot of people have. They want to be able to help people but they don't want to put themselves out there because some of the things that happened in life, the people that they love hurt them. So how do I be a brand without bashing the people that 
hurt me. It's not about telling that story. It's about telling your overcoming story. A lot of people don't even know that, I, that I've been married before because it's not something that I just tell everybody and they don't know the things that I've been through in that because that's not the key aim for my brand. My brand is to help you heal to love again. In order for me to be able to do that, I have to help you heal. And so a lot of them want to know, well, what have you been through to qualify you to help anybody heal from anything? And then, you know, well, this is how I healed in certain situations. And they're like, wow, I didn't know you went through that. Okay. So they're all ears. So if you're trying to become a person that helps people, then there's a part of you that has to be in your brand. You just have to make sure you heal from your past. You have to make sure you know exactly how to um, speak of those things without putting your life on blast. So you're not talking about your problem. You're talking about the solution. Yeah, I always tell people too, it's always how you spin that story too. like change the conversation so that you're always the hero is really my life model. Like anything can happen to you, right? But like your perspective on how you say something can really change the tone of how that message is received, right? If you're constantly crying wolf that all this bad stuff happened to you, that's going to be perceived a certain way. Or if you are the other type of person that sees all of the things that happen to you as a blessing that's also perceived a different kind of way. And I truly believe that, you know what? You need three things in business, no matter what. And this is the advice that I gave, right? Is is that the person needs to like you. And how can they like you if they don't know you? How how can they know you if they don't Mm -hmm. look like or sound like? And then how the hell are they going to trust you and throw a credit card your way? It's not possible, right? Like, You're not going to be able to close a potential sale if this person never sees your face, if they never know anything about you. But I love that you said you don't need to smear your entire backstory because it's not about that. It's not about crying wolf and saying like, look at all the bad stuff that happened to me, but look at all the stuff that I did with this situation and how I overcame. I love that. Like, that's so true because that is the end story. Exactly. Exactly. And really leaning into it, um, I, I do want to say that a lot of people that I talk to, this is like the number one topic because they said what you said. I want to create this business, but I don't want to put my name on it. I don't want to put my face on it. I'm having resistance. I don't want to show up on stories. And this is my God honest truth. How the hell are you going to help somebody else get on stories, potentially have a business, potentially do all the things that they want to do when you can't do it yourself? Like you have to be able to walk the walk in order to teach somebody else to do that. If not, then you're still in the absorption phase. Like you still have to work on self, right? Am I crazy for saying right. that? <laughs> no, not at all. I love it. All right. So tell me a little bit about CEO, your podcast. I know that's something that you've launched recently and I'm super excited because it goes hand in hand with this episode on how to balance your life and being a CEO. So I'll just give the floor up to you and let our listeners know where they can find you and what it's about. Awesome. Well, the CEO housewife is on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbeam, um, SoundCloud, Google Play, all the different streams of podcasts. You can find it there. Uh, And it just literally 
talks about women who are bosses in the streets and wives at home. That's just the um, the gag line, guess, of yeah. the podcast yeah. that you hear. Um, it's me by myself, and then it's me with other CEO housewives all over the world. Um, today actually drops a new one, and I have McKinney Smith, who is out of Canada. So I have different women from everywhere talking about their experience, talking about how they juggle it, you know, talking about the things that they've learned. Because every woman, if you're single, they desire to be married, they desire for companionship. Some of us have kids, some of us don't, but we all want our own business. It doesn't matter if you have a boutique or it doesn't matter if you are a mentor, you know, you have that business and you need to know how to juggle it. So we have women that or engaged women that just got married, women that's been married for 10 years, you know, women that are veterans in the marriage game, giving you jewels and giving you nuggets on how you can do both. And it's good. I've did plenty of interviews and I'm telling you, it is some wonderful, wonderful advice in it and you don't want to miss it. I love that. And now I'm going to ask for your expertise advice. Um, at the end, we'll close the episode with uh, allowing our listeners to potentially follow your journey on social media. So you'll leave them with that. And even if they wanted to work with you, right? But I want to know what are Rachel's three top tips for juggling a successful relationship and being that CEO boss woman? And also being the wife or a potential um, person that is single and is still looking like all of that still matters, right? Like we don't have to be the wife in order to juggle both. Like I work with a lot of singles as well. And they're like, Melissa, I haven't gotten a date because I keep working on my business. And I'm like, girl, you need to stop. Like, you know, Jesus rested on Sunday. Like you have to chill, right? So what are your three top tips for balancing relationship, love, and your CEO business? mind space number one nice. make sure you have mind space cut it off when it needs to be cut off if you have a day to where you are an engine mentally pick that day and let that day be your day any other times make sure you give your time to yourself number one Make sure you give time to the people around you that value you and that I say refuse you and gives you energy because a lot of times we shut everybody off and we don't understand that we're taking on so much mentally that there are people around us that actually refuel us. My kids, my husband, my dogs, the energy in my home, it refills me. So I need them. You know, whether it's them clowning, you know, being teenagers, making me laugh or me in my room and just them being there and I'm doing nothing. It's just that moment to be able to separate. So mind space, number one. That's a great number two, communication. Make sure that you have a line of communication where you're able to communicate with everybody. And when I say everybody, I'm talking about the people around you um, because the people around you are your greatest assets for you to be able to be better. Because what is it to be great in your business and then have nobody to share it with? Girl, because you're too, you're too busy. You're too busy doing you. 
Um, and I've had, I've had to learn that it was, this was something, and these are challenges that I had to deal with because like I said, I was a CEO and single for 14 years. And then all of a sudden I meet this guy, we're engaged in 25 days, we're married in 11 months. And it's kind of like dating at first sight for real, because the first year, all we did was plan for weddings. We never really got to know each other. So now we're getting to know each other, right. you know, so I have to make sure that I'm here for me mentally. Then I have to make sure that I communicate my here. And then also I have to remember the value and my why. And the value and my why is what keeps me going because I'm not doing this for a dollar. I started doing this for free and it just opened up a door to where it's my career. But I don't want to get complacent in where I am and where I'm trying to be and forget the why. Because oh the why is how I win. So when I connect my why, that's how I connect my wins. And when I realize why I'm really doing this, that's what keeps me motivated, focused, and keeps me going. To know at the end of the day, I'm doing this not because I found something that's going to make me a lot of money. I'm doing this because I found a way to help other people not hurt the way that life hurt me. Girl, I could not, first of all, I couldn't close this podcast out with a better line. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And your three tips are, are, can be life tips in general. Like not only they were such jewels and gems that will help all of our listeners, including myself, because this is something that I'm always refining. And it's like trial and error. I post about this all the time. Like, Hey guys, this worked for me and Lena this didn't work. And now I'm in another space and I'm like, Hey, guess what? Now this didn't work, but we're trying this out. So it's constantly trying to juggle, but that why is so powerful because that's going to continuously be that anchor. And that's why we connect so much. I, you know, I taught yoga and it was the same thing. I, nobody was getting rich. <laughs> you know, I truly felt a calling to help people heal their body and their mind. So yeah. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you on Instagram, what your uh, website is and how they can potentially, if they needed to have you as a coach, how they can find you and work with you. Awesome. Again, Melissa, thank you so much for this opportunity. I just in love and enjoy you. Your spirit is just so wonderfully enriched and powerful. Um, mm -hmm. I just so thankful for people that are pure in heart and you are one of those um you can you guys can find me at my website rachelgwoodson.com r-a-c-h-e-l-g-w-o-o-d-s-o-n that will take you to all of my social medias my instagram is my fun one that's where so many people um contact me and so many people find ways to comment off of my post it's i underscore am rachel g um, on Facebook is Rachel G. Woodson, and there are three pages. There's the fan page, the personal page, and an extra page because I ran out of space, and I'm still running out of space. Um, so, and then there's Twitter, I underscore am Rachel G. So it's either going to be I underscore am Rachel G or Rachel G. Woodson on my social media handles. Um, also, my business number and I give it out for people because my office is open like regular business office uh central standard time and it's area code 646-403-6493 and I do free form calls anywhere from eight to nine in the morning 
Wow. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. So much insight having you here on the podcast. I'm super excited to release this podcast, have it up on fire, send it to you so that way your listeners can also tune in. And thank you again. Namaste. And I will see you soon. Awesome. Thank you. See you soon as well.